What's up, you data-hungry Amazon sellers? This is your host, Tommy Berenger of the Sell, Rank, Win podcast for Merchant Words. And in this podcast, we give you the answers to your most burning questions, actionable insights that you can take away and implement into your business today. So let's go ahead and dive right into today's episode. What do you say? Let's go. So on this episode, we have my friend Daniel Tejada from Straight Up Growth. He spent over $10 million in ad spend, sold half a billion dollars worth of products on Amazon, and now runs his own agency called Straight Up Growth, where they focus on helping brands scale their Amazon business. We're going to talk about a lot of PPC strategies, um, beginner and uh, in advanced as well. Um, we're going to give you guys some tips and tricks and especially something at the end that you can take away and implement in your business today, as we always do on every episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to the episode with Daniel Tejada from Straight Up Growth. Daniel, how are you doing today, brother? Tommy, doing well. I really appreciate uh, coming on, on the show here today. Uh, Merchant Words is one of my OG software tools that I that I used back in the day when I when I was first uh, getting started on the Amazon side of things. That's awesome. That's really awesome to hear. Yeah, thank you uh, so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, so you know, why don't we go ahead and dive in and and give the uh, listeners what they're what they're here for, right? What do you think? What do you say? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Let's go. All right. All right. Well, go first off, just uh, tell us a bit about yourself and, and uh, how and when did you get into the Amazon space? There's everyone always has a story, you know, how they began on Amazon. Um, you know, maybe they started off as a seller, then they went into consulting. You know, what's your story um, from the beginning of the Amazon journey? Awesome. Yeah. So I actually started uh, in digital marketing, more on traditional digital marketing. So you're uh, your Google AdWords, your SEO, your web design. Um, and I actually uh, stumbled upon Amazon through uh, the first company I worked at called Quiver. Um, so Quiver focused on um, helping brands to to sell and, and scale on Amazon, as well as, you know, was a, a big private label seller and, and sort of a top 100 seller on Amazon at the time. Uh, now, this was, you know, back in, in 2016 when um, volumes were, were way, way different. Amazon ads is sort of just getting started. And they basically asked if I wanted to uh, figure out how ads worked when it first launched. Right? Uh, Amazon, I think the first year I started doing advertising, they did you know, about $550 million in, in ad revenue. Uh, so it was super tiny. Right? We're looking at five, 10 cent cost per clicks versus you know, last year, Amazon did $11.2 billion in ad rev. Um, so it, it grew really, really quickly. Uh, but definitely, you know, my, my experience at, at Quiver was, was instrumental in allowing me to get to test a lot of things, work with a lot of really cool brands. Um, and the best part was, you know, ads were cheap. So you could run experiments that didn't cost that much money to really, really understand, you know, how to leverage them, them effectively. Yeah, the good old days, right? The, when that cost per click was way, way down. Oh, the man. golden age of private labels. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, that would that would be nice if that came back. It's only going to keep going up, but it, it'll it'll be all right. Just stay the course, guys. Um, well, that's that's awesome. Uh, it's really good to hear that you've been in it this long. So, I mean, you really know your stuff here, um, and that's why we have you on, right? <laughs> so, at, I'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, over over at Straight Straight Up Growth, Daniel, what do you do there to help the brands increase their revenue um, and sales on Amazon? What uh, What are the main strategies that you implement there? Awesome, great question. So, 
you know, we focus on a lot of uh, growth related uh, sort of um, uh, items on, on our end. So things like uh, managing your actual uh, Amazon PPC, um, looking at your listings from a sort of conversion rate optimization perspective. Um, and you'll hear me say conversion rate a lot. Conversion rate is my my golden metric. Um, and so listing optimization from a conversion rate perspective is, is definitely something that uh, we're looking at when we do take on uh, sort of clients on the ads front. Um, and another thing that's a little bit different, you know, about straight up growth is we really focus on looking at the holistic picture of your Amazon efforts. And I think where uh, sellers kind of make mistakes or agencies can make mistakes is, you know, it's sort of like this. OK, there's a one size fits all solution. You know, my Amazon PPC strategy works for this client, so it should work for all the other clients there. Um, we definitely don't feel that way. Um, on, on our end, through my experience, you know, I've found that different brands ha- should have different goals, right? Um, before I even take on an account, I actually go ahead and, and I run an analysis of their advertising report. Uh, but I'm also looking at the business report. I'm looking at, you know, their social accounts. Do they have an audience? Like, are they, uh, do they, you know, sometimes you run into products where, Maybe it's a great product, great price point, um, and you've got no organic visibility on the catalog, so you're never going to be able to sell a product. And so for us, we'll take a look at you know, a tool like uh, Brand Analytics to identify where your traffic's coming from or leveraging a tool like Merchant Words to do a reverse ASIN lookup to see where your sales are coming from. And we tailor our sort of solution based on, on client goals and, and needs there. Um, and I think that distinction is, is really um, key there. And I think that's where, where a lot of sellers go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And w- one thing, um, you know, I've been looking into in other sellers and brands, uh, that I speak with is running outside traffic. So, you know, running Facebook ads or Google ads directly to an Amazon listing. Do you see, um, any, w- w- what, what results have you seen from that? So I have definitely seen some very, very, very strong results driving some some off Amazon traffic um, to to your listings. But really, you know, when you're deciding that, it, it, um, the real factors are what are your goals, right? Why am I driving this sale um, from you know an AdWords campaign or a Facebook Messenger bot or, or an Instagram ad to Amazon? Am I driving it for a sale? Am I driving it to try and uh, increase my sales rank, maybe get some more reviews um, through through that process. Um, the other thing to think about is, are you prospecting or do you have an existing audience? Because that um, that distinction is going to really affect the way you use your off Amazon traffic, right? If you're prospecting, you're trying to acquire a new customer. It typically is a little bit more expensive and harder to acquire that new customer. And sometimes maybe your Facebook ad costs are too expensive to to try and prospect from Facebook and drive them to Amazon where, you know, you're then paying, uh, your margins are much lower than driving it to your .com. Um, but it might make sense for, for certain brands. It's, it's really looking at it from a sort of case by case basis. Um, but I can tell you firsthand, you know, I've got a, a client in the pet space, um, that really when I started with them, they were essentially, you know, net new to, to, uh, the dog bed sort of field. Um, and their goal was, you know, we want to be the number one dog bed on Amazon. Uh, and, you know, so does everyone else. But one of their big issues is, you know, the number one dog bed in the space had about 15,000 reviews. They've got 30 reviews. They've got no organic visibility. Their product's selling for a higher price point, um, and their listings look just like everyone else's. Uh, and so for a brand like them, you know, outside traffic, they actually had a massive 
um, existing client base because their .com is, was very, very strong. And so they leveraged, uh, or, or, or with some, some of their existing audience, we were able to essentially um, leverage some of that audience, drive to Amazon, build some brand awareness, generate reviews. Then we kind of focused on leveraging my ad strategy, which really focuses for them on improving organic rankings, um, improving our new customer acquisition, and leveraging that existing audience to support our Amazon efforts to, to target new customers. You know, in 10 months, that brand went from 30K a month on Amazon to $670,000 a month on Amazon. Uh, so it made sense. You know, it's not always going to be that simple or that easy, but um, it definitely, definitely can, can prove some, some pretty ridiculous results. Amazing. So would you, would you highly recommend, say a client, a big brand came to you and said, you know, we, we have a strong .com. We have a, we have a big email list. Do you recommend us to go ahead and drive these sales to directly to Amazon? What, what would you recommend that brand to do in that case? So in that case, especially if like, um, if their .com is strong, but their Amazon is very weak, um, really, I would first take a look at why are their Amazon sales weak? Um, sometimes it could be that they have a really good product listing. They have really good reviews. You know, they, they have what they need to convert, but they just don't have sessions. Right. And that's where Amazon PPC probably makes a little bit more sense, um, rather than driving that, that off Amazon traffic, um, there, cause it's just going to be a little bit more expensive. Um, if you, let's say are big brand or, or have decent sales there, but you've got, you know, minimal sort of sales on Amazon, but, you only have a few reviews, right? You don't have many sales happening. Um, there's not much brand awareness on Amazon. Then it might make sense to use part of your audience, your existing one. I always suggest, you know, start small because segmenting your audience can be a really good way to test things. Um, and you can test different types of campaigns, um, you know, whether it's brand awareness, like, hey, we'd love to hear, you know, about your ordering experience on Amazon. We just launched here, you know, here's a 10% off coupon. And boom, you can increase, you know, your sales velocity using your existing customers by offering them some sort of discount to drive to Amazon there. It's always good to go ahead and give your existing customer base an incentive like a discount to drive them over to Amazon. So you can go ahead and boost those sales and boost that ranking. And, um, you know, it's a win-win for you in many ways. So you're, you know, taking over that top spot above the fold um, and also driving those sales, which Amazon wants you to do, right? And uh, Daniel, so tell me what products, what tools do you use on Merchant Words to go ahead and fuel the growth for your clients? Yeah, so I use a couple of features. Um, one feature in particular really comes down to you know keyword research. And I think a lot of advertisers um, on Amazon do really just the basics, right? If I'm selling a protein bar, I might search protein bar into Amazon. Maybe I'll take the you know autofill suggestions that show up when you type protein bar in the results. Um, and maybe I'll get a couple variations there, but really, you know, a lot of those sellers are dependent on your broad, your research match types, your auto match types to try and find search terms for you. Right. And they will, but it will take a, it can take a very, very long time. If you do very thorough keyword research, um, and give yourself the ability to find some potential potential winners faster than waiting for your research match types, you can start converting you know, faster. And so Merchant Words has always been a tool that I've leveraged on that front. Um, first, simply dropping seed keywords in and, and spitting out those, those search volumes um, is really uh, pretty fruitful for me to understand uh, sort of what search terms to go after, as well as the volumes associated with those search terms. 
Uh, because, you know, sometimes if you're doing, let's say, a more aggressive ad strategy and you're focusing on improving uh, SEO against a search term. And so you're probably going to have a higher ACoS. You're probably focusing more on conversion rate as a metric instead of ACoS there. Um, and because of that, you want to know that you're trying to rank on a term that actually has volume, right? If I'm spending a lot on a search term to rank better, but there's only so many searches per month, it's probably not the best use of an aggressive ad strategy rather than going after a search term with higher volume. And so Merchant Words has always been really great um, uh, for, for me on that front to be able to test various seed keywords, try and expand my reach, try and get as many um uh, like even the related terms uh, thing that you guys have is really interesting because it kind of shoots out that little word cloud and I can find some maybe new seed keywords I hadn't thought of originally on that front. Um, and then reverse ASIN lookups um, have been one of my favorite things, you know, for years at this point. Um, and so being able to, uh, you know, target both your own ASINs, like just to see where your traffic's coming from or where you rank, you know, page one is, is very fruitful because um, it can definitely find some words to add to your ad campaigns, as well as leveraging, you know, reverse ASIN lookup against competitors. Um, it gives me a good opportunity to find search terms or even seed keywords that I would have never thought of had I not um, gone through the motions of, of actually looking into what my competitor is doing. Absolutely. Yeah, that initial research is key. Um, you know, and, and also to touch on what you were saying with the related with the related terms, if you dig into our keyword multiplier, the same algorithm, uh, our proprietary algorithm there uh, is doing the same thing as pulling back keywords. Like, for example, if you type in a seed keyword, it may have that seed keyword in there, but also give you different uh, synonyms of words that are, you know, like that same uh, seed term that you put in that uh, giving you other ideas for how people search for things. So for, for example, uh, pacifier, if you typed in pacifier, it's also people in the UK, they also call it a dummy. So you would also, you would see the word dummy in the keyword multiplier search as well. So you get all those other ways that people are using, uh, using those, those search terms as well, uh, without having that seed in, in, in the, in the keyword phrase. Yeah. And just to piggyback off that too, you know, I think, um, being able to get volumes off a seed keyword is important, but I think the biggest um, goal you should set when you are doing keyword research is identifying as many seed keywords as possible. The more seed keywords you have, that's going to give you greater variety in the search terms that you're actually going after. Um, so versus you know going after a bunch of variations on a term like protein bar, if I can go after protein bar and sports snacks and healthy snacks and workout foods, and now I've just expanded to a lot more variety in my search terms and a much higher chance of finding search terms that are not competitive, but still drive new to brand buyers. And that's going to allow you to, the analogy I like to use is how many roads do you have leading back to your product? These keywords are roads that are leading back to your product. The more roads you have, the more eyeballs you're going to see on your product and you're going to have a better chance of getting sales and getting clicks and conversions and all that fun stuff that all of us want, right? That's uh, so, a really good um, analogy. I call it, mm -hmm. uh, I have an analogy. I use it, uh, buck, it's, it's a bucket analogy. Um, and essentially, if you have a seed keyword, right? If, I, if, if I'm selling a protein bar, every other advertiser, there's one giant bucket for protein bar because there's tons of volume in that bucket. But there's the most fishermen in that bucket because it's the easiest one to go after. Where I've seen a lot of success and even in, in, especially in competitive markets is putting out tons and tons of small little buckets 
because most other fishermen aren't going for those little buckets. They're going for the big bucket. And that's why there's not that much fish left in there. And so going after those small ones can be a way to grow profitably, even potentially sometimes. Um, and you do it, you know, with less competition. So lower CPCs, which is you know always the, always the goal there. Yep. Uh, always, yeah. Those longer tail keywords too. If you find the, a golden uh, few long tail keywords there, that's going to always be always going to help you win um, on that front. And then also something I wanted to ask you, Daniel, is um, I've been implementing single keyword ad groups into my or keyword campaigns um, for the high volume, high traffic, high impression, high click keywords, so they don't eat up the rest of my ad budget from those other keywords I have in the same campaign. Love that. I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. Do you have any strategies there uh, that you can give? Our listeners, I think that the the way you're you're doing it, breaking out some of those um, those high spending search terms, um, I will literally call like break them out into either sometimes I call it a ranking campaign if I'm really breaking out that ad budget just for for trying to rank organically. Uh, but sometimes I'll I'll do it like uh, for example I've got one client who across a, a couple small search terms they have tremendous tremendous volume and they own those terms they convert really well against those terms you know brand analytics are the number one click conversion share against those search terms but there's so much volume and i'm so relevant to that search term that amazon wants to spend all my money on those search terms Um, and so to be able to control it i'll break some of those select search terms into their own campaign so that i can allocate a specific daily budget just for those search terms. And then I allow more of my, um, uh, my, some of my other manual sort of performance campaigns to focus on some of the, uh, on trying to find more and more converting terms. And that way my ad budget doesn't get sucked up, you know, across three, four search terms, which is something that happens a lot in campaigns, especially if, if you're in a, if you're going after search terms with, with heavy volumes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I see that happening a lot. So, you know, that always definitely works on my end. I just wanted to see your thoughts on that. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and Oh yeah. And then also make sure you add a negative keyword in the, the other campaign if, if you're breaking out camp, uh, you know, search terms. So you're saying to add that keyword that you're running a single keyword campaign for to add that as a negative in the other campaigns. Is exactly. That what you're saying? Exactly. So that way, let's say you have a broad match, you know, and it's not spending on the same exact search term that you've broken out, you know, in this exact match campaign specifically to control how much you're spending. Because then without that, without following up with that keyword negation, um, you're kind of lessening the your effectiveness, you know, using that that method there. Got it. Yeah. And that's something I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's something that um, some uh, some sellers out there or brands, they overlook is the negative keywords and how powerful that is. Um, oh, yeah. So you can kind of trim that down. You can show Amazon. Um, you can be more relevant and show Amazon, hey, I don't want to show up for this. So you're doing some of the work for Amazon and they love you for that um, because that's what the algorithm is doing is trying to find out, you know, you're auditioning your listing basically um, and, you know, okay, Amazon, this is what I think I'm relevant for based on my, you know, hopefully you had a, a perfectly optimized listing. You you put that out there and then Amazon's, okay, let's see. Let's see how where, where you do here on this page one. How, how do you do 
here on this page. And then, you know, the more that you're able to kind of refine down and help Amazon telling them that you're not going to be relevant for this keyword, the better, the quicker you're going to rank, the quicker you're going to index and the better you're going to do. Absolutely. Awesome. So, uh, I think we're going to, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon here, Daniel. You know, I like, I don't like to give a, a huge, long, long, long podcast, but, um, what we always like to do at the end is give our listeners something they can actually take away today and put it, it, implement it in their Amazon business. Like right after listening to this podcast, we want them to be able, uh, to go ahead and, and take a tip, um, from a professional such as yourself and be able to just implement it today and take action on it. Um, I wanted to see if you can give the users or excuse me, the listeners out there, um, a, a tip or a recommendation, uh, that they can go ahead and take, whether it be in PPC for con- or conversions or, uh, help their conversions, whatever it may be. What, what tip can you, what actionable item can you give them today? Awesome. So this is probably one of the issues that I think affects the most Amazon sellers. Um, and especially those that are, are advertising is your percentage of wasted ad spend. Um, so it's really, really easy to see what your wasted ad spend is. If you download a search term report, if you're looking from the campaign interface, it can be very difficult to do so, especially if you're using research match types, because you can have, let's say, a broad match type that might be you know, sitting at a 10% ACoS, uh, but maybe three search terms in that campaign are converting and then nothing else is, is converting within that campaign. But those campaigns or those three search terms that are converting have good enough sales that you think you're doing a great job from an optimization standpoint. But when you download your search term report, um, you can very quickly, you know, filter from from sales from um, sort of high to low in your Excel doc, um, and then literally just sum up your spend on what's converted, and you know, to, uh, minus that from your actual total spend. I think you, most of the time, I find sellers are are very very mind blown to see how much spend they're actually wasting within their campaigns, um, and then just moving yourself away from research match types. Just uh, really going through the search term, being diligent about harvesting those converting terms, moving them over into an exact match type. So you stop spending uh, more on on wasted ad spend and you can spend more on terms that are actually converting and actually going to drive more sales for your business. Absolutely, Daniel. Uh, couldn't agree more. You have to download those search term reports. Uh, rule of thumb for me is if I'm not getting any sales between 10 and 15 clicks, I go ahead and pause that keyword or lower the bid on that to like three cents. Um, and yeah, make sure you guys move those converting keywords over to an exact match type. Thank you for that tip, Daniel. Now, where can uh, everyone get a hold of you guys at, uh, yourself or uh, Straight Up Growth, if they wanted to reach out to you guys and contact you for your services? Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, reach out to us on our website, straightupgrowth.com. Um, we can, you know, definitely set up a time to chat. Always happy to, uh, to talk Amazon. Um, you can also reach out to me on LinkedIn if you, if you ever have questions, um, or you can email me at dt at straightupgrowth.com. Awesome. Thank you again so much, Daniel, for taking your time out of your day and coming on with us over here at Merchant Word. And I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future. I would love to have you on again in the future. Um, but yeah, we'll just go ahead and wrap this one up. But thank you again for coming on. Much appreciated. I appreciate the, the time today, Tommy. Always fun talking shop. And uh, yeah, go use Merchant Words. It's fun. Thanks, man.
All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you got any value out of this podcast at all, please let us know at the place that you listen to it at, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is. Give us some love. Give us an awesome review and let us know maybe uh, some things you want us to talk about on the next podcast. Till next time, guys, stay awesome and be awesome.